Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Choose forward. This is the liberals' new slogan as they've revealed these things and uh, along with a campaign, I guess, television, radio, and so on and so forth. First and foremost, I mean, when it comes to slogans, do they matter? Do they work? Well, you know what? I think they do matter. You know, there's a lot of testing that's done with slogans, and they test on a whole bunch of different things. And the biggest one is that whether um, consumers can actually attribute them back to a brand. Like, let's do a really quick test right now. When I say, give me a break, what do you think of? I'm willing to give you a break. Uh, I'm trying <laughs> to sit here and draw the correlation because I was thinking, as you were about to phrase that, I, I'm, I can't remember any of these slogans from yesteryear. So it's all lost to me in the sands of time. Well, I, you know what? Because there's that as well, right? Because some people will recall them. Some people will think they recall them. And I actually think of a totally different brand. So one of the most popular ones, so I brought up, give me a break, that's Kit Kat. One of the most popular ones is actually just do it from Nike. Right. But, you know, there's ones where people might kind of confuse it and be like, oh, is it advertising a competing product? So I think like a lot of other things, slogans are just one more cue to identify the brand with. But there's a whole bunch of other ones like color, logos, all sorts of things. So slogans can be very powerful, but they can also have a level of, of, of kind of a little bit of noise and blending in the background as well. Yeah, or even be seen to be trying too hard. I was citing that uh, the NDP will, this is it, quote, will put people and their interests first. It seems like it's a mission statement rather than a slogan. Right. And I think with, with a lot of that type of stuff, brands have to be careful because, you know, it, it's, it's very easy to use phrases like going forward or putting people first. But I think the, the question that people like me often ask is, what can you do as a brand to really own that statement so that it's, it's unmistakably you? Because the truth is, is you know, nobody's going to say that they're bad, right? No, no brands are going to say, don't buy us, we're horrible. They're all going to say great things. So it's that knowing that, it's how do you elevate that to a point where no other brand can claim to do the things you do? And slogans... They're only one small piece of that, but I think what I find interesting about this whole new liberal ad campaign is it's it's kind of doing what they've what they what they've kind of chastised the conservatives for doing in the past, which is advertising based on fear. But it's sort of trying to spin fear in a more positive way, which is interesting. Well, when I read it, and uh, I've repeated it off times now, choose forward is like uh, they don't want to acknowledge like we're running on our record. Let's uh, let's not look in the rearview mirror. <laughs> let's get the hell away from that as quickly as we can. Uh, and just like a shark, keep moving forward. Otherwise, we're dead. Uh, that's about it, isn't it? That's what it says to me. Well, you know what? I, I think it could be a fair point, John. Like, you know, when, when you look at some moves that brands make, I think, you know, There's a couple of different ways of looking at it. One of them is what you said. You know, if a brand is in crisis or in trouble or there's any controversies or scandals, using terms like forward, fresh start, clean slate, you know, new chapter, those are great things. At the same time, too, you also see this on the flip side of the coin where if, you know, if a brand has been around for a while and they're trying to bring people back to what the brand loved in the first place, you might see brands bring back old logos. 
or old uh, color palettes because it's a nostalgia play. They want to remind people about what they fell in love with in the first place, so they want to bring them back to those days. So I think you, you see a little bit of both of that. And in politics, you see a little bit more of the former than the latter, but you know, you, you can have both kinds happening for sure. Mike Leon's with us, president of Brand Heroes Marketing on slogans. Uh, campaign sloganeering is going to be large in the days ahead. It's just been revealed, the various campaigns have their different slogans. But, you know, if you want to talk about real brilliance, I mean, Obama's hope and change, that really resonated, didn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you know what, John, like that, that campaign resonated on so, so many different levels. Like, you know, you had people screaming out, yes, we can. You know, you had these posters, which looked very different from the way political posters looked like at the time. Like, you know, they, they, they designed it almost to be kind of like pop art. So people actually wanted to display them. They wanted to hang them up. They, they were nice. So what it did was it started to kind of bring a level of advertising down to the public in a way that hadn't been done before. And that, you know, since then, it's become a little bit more common. But what that whole thing did is it actually brought it to a level where people felt like they mattered. This, this movement is talking to me. And if you really want to create a movement, that's what has to happen. It can't be just about pushing a bunch of messages to people. It has to be pushing messages out in a way that wrap people back in and make them feel like they're a part of it. And then they pick up that message and they run with it. And that's what Trudeau really tried to do. And a lot of politicians tried to do this uh, borrowing from the Obama playbook. But to this day, I mean, uh, Obama did it very, very well. Well, yeah, and uh, as you mentioned, the graphic art uh, was very stylistic and so on and so forth, so uh, that really captured the imagination. By the same token, uh, whatever else one might say, make America great again certainly got traction. (laughs) Well, you know what? I mean, there's that old expression, right? You know, careful what you say or say what you want about me, just spell my name correctly. And, you know, it's. I remember looking at Trump's um, Twitter following when he declared that he was going to run for presidency and then looked at it again when he won the Republican nomination and then when he became president and then six months later. And, you know, now, I mean, he has more following than most major U.S. networks, right? So love him or hate him, people are going to tune in to what he says. And he knows this. So he speaks in 140-character sound bites. He, he talks in these epitaphs that are going to rile as many people up in a negative way as well in a positive way. But the thing that, that I think from a branding standpoint is important to note is people are talking constantly. So, you know, that's really one of the biggest things. When you, when you want to create real traction, you got to get people talking. And when there's people talking negatively, there's going to be people that come to that person's defense. There's going to be people that keep stoking those flames. So it's positive from the standpoint that you're getting chatter out there. The big, the big test for a brand is can you channel it the right way to be able to get the right type of feedback. And with Trump, that answer depends on whatever given day we happen to be having this conversation on. Yeah, I was going to say, because, uh, you know, to the adage, there's no such thing as bad publicity. I wondered if that still holds, because if there's a critical mass of uh, people who are turned off by a message or whatever you're presenting or how you've been framed, uh, that may redound against you. Uh, But the thing is, defining or getting out in front of a message, like you say, Trump... I'll take a, a another uh, look at that uh, Trump phenomenon when it comes to this gang of four, I guess, the uh, whatever they're called, the squad, the squad, you know, Ilan uh, uh, Omar from Minnesota and uh, right. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the other two there. Uh, 
he's really positioned it, or I guess the Republicans have, that this is the new face of the Democrat Party, and uh, they're so far to the left as to be nonsensical. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's a lot of Democrats are saying, hang on just a second, these are all junior congresswomen, they really have no sway, and, you know, Nancy Pelosi <laughs> still rules, but it hasn't been parlayed that way in, I guess, the popular uh view of things. I mean, these women have really uh, achieved, I guess, largely because of Trump, a certain status maybe that isn't deserved. And I don't mean that in a negative way. He's just helping to define the Democrat Party to their peril, isn't he? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing two things at play here, which is sort of interesting. I mean, there's the Republican political machine as it runs. And then there's the Trump political media machine as it runs. And, you know, there's, there's a long history in the U.S., but, you know, you're seeing this more and more of these fear-based, like, almost sensationalistic style ads. And they all, they all pretty much point to somebody as the enemy. And, you know, the Republicans have done this, like George W. Bush did this well. You know, the longest time he propagated the view, you know, you're either with us or you're against us, along with many others. So I think, you know, you, from an institutional level, you're seeing that, that, type of, uh, that type of branding. And then, of course, Trump has his own spin to it by identifying enemies on any given day, you know, whoever it may be on whichever argument he's talking about, there's always an enemy. And it's funny because, you know, John, forgive me for this analogy, but, you know, it kind of reminds me a bit, you know, I grew up watching the the World Wrestling Federation, and it sort of reminds me of that style where there's the the good guy and the bad guy. And Trump's branding seems to be predicated around, hey, I'm the good guy, and look at the bad guy that I'm beating. And people, especially in times of trouble, tend to wrap their heads around that fairly well because they like to know that there's an adversary and he's caught on well with that type of thinking but he's also really alienated a lot of people with it as well well yeah and uh demonizing your opponent uh identifying them and uh well defining them i guess that's the uh two-thirds of the battle and then for example i just was listening to the spot off air that uh the trudeau Liberals have launched, and uh, with the slogan, Choose Forward, he's invoking the memory of Stephen Harper in that ad. I mean, that's like four years removed, but I guess it's to try to scare people if they've got a memory beyond three and a half or four years. Uh, This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring back the ghost of Stephen Harper. Is that a a strategy that's going to work? Well, it's a strategy that surprises me a little bit because, in all honesty, it's, it's something that you haven't really seen a lot of with liberal branding, especially a party that you know, three and a half years ago, came into power and said, look, we're all about sunny ways, and we're all about making sure that there's this mutual respect on either side of the aisle. And, you know, as we both know, it got pretty nasty as time went on, right? Mm-hmm. So now, yeah, you know, he harkens back to Harper. There's, there's a fair amount of jabs at Ford in there as well. So I think, but, you know, I guess this is always the, the question of, have they had to brand this way? And I know this is a contentious question because, you know, nobody's ever forced to do anything when it comes to branding. It's the choices you make. But at the same token, do they feel like now they have to be on the defensive and this is why they're doing it? Or should they have actually just harkened back to sunny ways and talked more about them and what they value and what they stand for? I kind of tend to be on that camp in all honesty because the ad does feel extremely defensive but it's, it looks like it's sunny. The shots are all beautiful. Everybody's smiley. Everybody's happy. Trudeau looks like he got a haircut. You know, it's all good, right? But underneath it is this very strong message of fear, which doesn't really seem to be the liberal brand. So I, I think it is confusing. 
a little incongruous. That's interesting because uh, I know some of the experts say uh, as negative as it goes, negative ads still work. Uh, you agree or disagree with that? You know what? I disagree. People are smart. And I think I, I think what, what really has to happen is we have to remember that the Mad Men era is over. It's not the 60s anymore. It's not just about pushing out ads, putting a ton of advertising between, behind them and just people buying whatever they see. People are smart. They're going to ask questions. They're going to have conversations around it, and they're going to believe what they want to believe. And while I do think that, you know, you can certainly influence based on how you put an ad out there and what type of advertising support you you put, like, by way of, of ad dollars, I think at the same token, we need to give people credit. And what we need to do is put real issues out there that people can talk about. And if they feel like they're being talked to rather than talked at, they're going to respond to that. If you just give them negative and fear-mongering and all this type of stuff. Personally, I, I think there's a ton of people that see through that. All right. Well, it's early, uh, early days. The writ has not even dropped yet, uh, but I'm going to guess it's going to get nasty. And so we'll <laughs> see where this carries the respective parties. Mike, uh, good to have you weigh in this afternoon. Thanks for it. Thanks so much, Sean. You got it. Mike Leon, president of Brand Heroes Marketing. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.